Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Yeah, we, we, are, we are continuing on, on, on the series we've been doing for a bit now. And it's the um, <clears throat> Freedom Series. And um, basically, we're looking at freedom. You know, what freedom is. That's why it's Freedom Series. When a, a life allows the Spirit of God to take control. The Bible says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So we're looking at, you know, what is this freedom... And then, what do you mean the Spirit of God? And there have been quite a number of messages come out that have been really good. And tonight, I'm going to continue, and I'm looking at, because you are sons. Because you are sons. When I, when I looked at the, the, my topic, I mean, I've sat in a few of the messages in this series, so and I've liked it. You know, I come into church, and I'm looking to expect to receive something and I've received a lot but when I looked at my topic and I was actually to give out that wasn't nice because <laughs> I thought now I really have to look into it so I began to ask God you know what, what, what do I have to say really about freedom we hear it every day it is for freedom that we've been called what else can I see and I kept praying about that and I said, as I read through, we will go through the verse which this series is from, which is Second Corinthians three sixteen to eighteen. And I said, Lord, as I read this, let there be something that jumps out at me that will form the basis of what you want to speak about or what you want to tell someone. And I am so excited to tell you that I am confident that I got this word from God. And it is for someone who is here tonight. Let's, let's put that up and read it. As I read this 2 Corinthians 3.16, which is where the theme is from, those words that jumped out at me, I'll dwell a little bit on them. And then we proceed. We pray and we go home. So hopefully the message will be about maybe 10, 15 minutes. I, don't know. <laughs> I hope. Now it says, verse 16, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, that's the first thing. Whenever someone turns to the Lord. So someone turns. God doesn't do the turning. You have to turn. He says the veil is taken away. So when you turn, there is, there is a, what's the word? There is a consequence. Because you have answered that call. He says, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If you open the door, there is a consequence. The veil is taken away. And what veil are we talking about? It's the veil that holds us back. It's, it's that veil that, 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 that makes you confused. You don't know, I hear about God's power. I, I read about God's power. But how relevant is that in my life? 
That veil is taken away and you begin to experience God. But that's not even what God, I believe, has told me to say to someone here tonight. It's in verse 17. It says, For the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, I read that again, verse 17. It says, because it could have gone this way. For the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Lord is. Because it says the Lord is the Spirit. And this is the message for someone here tonight. Because, like I said, I prayed. And I know this is from God. There is no God without the Spirit of God. You, you can't have God and not have the Spirit. It's, it's, it's... It's one of you can't divide them. It's it's not the I'm not I'm not speaking about the Trinity. That's not the message for tonight, but that's what it is. Yeah. He says there is God the Son, God the Father, yeah. and God the Holy Spirit. Yeah. There are people that think, there are Christians in this generation that think you can walk this walk, you can go through this journey, yeah, without the Spirit of God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame them. You know why? It's because we've limited, we've we have a funny understanding of the Spirit of God. We think it's... I think some people's fear is this, that when the Spirit comes on you, you know how the Bible says, and the Lord, the Spirit came on them, and they began to... And then it gives you a narration of what, what they do, or what they had done. I think people are scared that when the Spirit comes on you, probably be walking around Union Street like this, and, <laughs> and falling down, and maybe laughing, and we've limited the, the, the presence of the Spirit, the, yeah. To, to an experience or to a, a time frame or to you know we use the word when he came in worship it's as if he wasn't there before yeah. <laughs> do you understand what I mean so the word the word that I, I was serious when I got this I, I said Lord I'm so glad that now I have to try and find 15 minutes something to say for 15 minutes because this is the end of the message for me there is no God without let me show you why. Let's read. Let's let's read. Uh, where is it? See, I'm using this thing now. I, I used to just type it, you know. Now I have to try and find it and, and see where I am. So let's let's read somewhere. Let me show you something. Why it is impossible and why you shouldn't make that divide. There is no God without the Spirit. Yeah. And 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 secondly, see. The Spirit of God is not an add-on. It's not, he's not, I, you see, I use the word eat. That's because we, we, we tend to think it's a something. But he, it's not. He is actually a person. He's not an add-on. You know, you go buy airtime or something, phone, contract, and, and they tell you iPhone 7, it does this, it cooks for you and all that. And then when you get to the, sh- to the shop or to the store or something, you know, they, they give you the phone, then somebody comes and brings a few things to you and says, oh, if you add this one here, this one helps you even serve the food on the table and all that. So they bring all sorts of things and they, you know, add on to that because they want to get more from you. And I think because... Uh, I think almost everything we do in today's world is like that. You know, there's one improvement or another. We, we've come with that understanding, thinking that God and the Spirit. So when you receive the whole, when you receive God, when you become born again, I think we think we receive God, and then the next step now is if I really want to continue and know more about God, and then I'm going to try and think about getting the Holy Spirit or 
when, as I proceed, if I, I'm in need of something, I will just call on the Holy Spirit, and then he comes, and then he goes away again. That's what we think, because of that mentality of adults. But let this ring through your head tonight. The Spirit of God is not an adult. He says, for where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Then he says, God is the Spirit. That's the word for someone here tonight. Please take that in. Take that in. And I said earlier, I'm looking at, you know, because you are sons. Because you are sons. What does that mean? So because you are sons, what happens? How are you a son? Why are you a son? And, and I thought I, I say this so that, you know, we don't misunderstand certain things. That when I say sons, I don't mean boy and girl. The Bible doesn't mean boy. God is not a gender God. He doesn't know anything about that. I say that because a few months ago there was um, a post. Somebody posted a message from a big man of God, we will say, pastor. I think more towards the African side. I won't name names so that I'm not... Yeah, it's got big churches, a huge movement. It's a movement, in fact, just like we have here. And, and the message that was posted was this, that, and he was, he was so serious about it. He says, God created you know, the heavens and the earth. And then he, or God created man, and then he created the heavens and the earth. Then, then, then he thought. And then he created the woman. He says, the woman was an afterthought of God. Then he says, every problem that you see in homes today, marriage breaking, and <laughs> he says, it's because our women have not been brought up. This is, and I felt like punching him. Through the <laughs> Come on, man. I, yeah, couldn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. It's so, I, I'm still angry every time I think yeah. about it. But I thought I'd say that, that when we, when we say you are sons, when God says you are sons, he's not saying girl and boy, so he'll speak to you and then after that he'll go and speak to the ladies. And, and then he's not, definitely not saying you should go and change anything so that you become or you don't become. That's, that's absolutely what, what he's saying. Yeah, that's absolutely not what he's saying. I, I, I said earlier, let me read something for you. Let me read, um, let me read this for you. Romans chapter 8, I'll read verse 5 to 6, and then I'll read verse 14 to 17. Remember, we're looking at where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. But I'm trying to build something here. That first of all, don't fight. Don't, don't think you haven't received the Spirit yet. Because the Bible says to as many as believe, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. Yeah, yeah? Yeah. So once you receive, you've received him. See, the problem is this. The only thing you should be crying for is, Lord, how much and what else can I experience of, of your diverse nature, of the diverse nature of the Spirit of God? That should be your prayer. You know, the Bible says, or Paul was speaking somewhere, he said, when, have you received the Spirit of the Lord yet? And then we read that, and then he says he prayed for them, and they began to speak in tongues. And, and the Bible says, you know, a, a very vivid sign of, of one who's got the Spirit of God is that you speak in tongues. But that's not the end. That's yeah. just, that's, it doesn't say, it doesn't say you don't have the Spirit. It's just saying there's the manifestation mm. of the Spirit. Yeah. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, in other words, where God is, there is yeah. freedom. I'll read this. Uh, uh, verse 5 says, Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death. 
But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Verse 14. For those who are led by the spirit of God, they are the children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. I read that because I wanted you to know that, like I said earlier, you cannot do God without the Spirit. Because it says, they that are led by the Spirit of God. So I'll jump in and I'll say, you know, what is the freedom that we're talking about then? So is it freedom from what? Simple answer is, it's freedom from the power of the enemy. Please don't think of it as freedom from earthly things. See, a battle that is won in the spirit transfers. Bible says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So rather we actually start from the inside. We, we wrestle against spirit. Then we win the battle. Then it pours out. But what we are doing at the moment is we are starting from the outward. Looking outward. And trying to walk our way back in. So what is freedom? Freedom I'm speaking about is freedom, like I said, from the hold of the enemy. The dictionary definition says it's the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved by anything. And then Kevin said this morning, freedom is having the life of the spirit supersede that of this crazy world. That's freedom. So then how do you tie in where the spirit of the Lord is? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where you allow God to lead you, there is freedom. There is victory. And I, I define freedom, or, or stolen a definition basically from Psalms 23 verse 4 to 5. It says this, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. That's uh, King James, by the way. That's why. <laughs> thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. That's freedom. Because the Bible says, in this world you have trials, you have temptations. See, that's why he says, though I walk, not if. Not if. Though simply means, I, am, I will walk in it. Yeah. But I know that I will not be defeated. Says many are the afflictions of the righteous, not the Christian, the righteous. So if you've entered that class of the righteous, good luck to you. Because it says 
Because it says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. That's why he says, many are called, you know. It's a few. Because many will cry out, Christ, Christ, oh Lord, 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 Lord. But there's a distinction. So what have I said so far? Mm, what have I said? I said earlier that there's only one thing that you should go home with today. And that's what I believe God has given me. To give you or to tell you. Please don't think that there's a difference between God, the Spirit, and so I'll have God. And maybe next year when I've got my job, got the money, got the family, I'll settle down, put in the Spirit, and then, you know, we can see how it goes from there. When you were born again, you received them three or. What you should be concerned about is saying, Lord, Lord, I want to experience. And when I say experience, I don't mean a moment, a moment, what's the word, a momentous or a moment, like moment. Aha, yeah, that's the word. Rather, it's Lord, as I walk through, because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the, free, where the spirit of the Lord is, I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Through a valley, first of all. Then it's a shadow of what death looks like. But I'm confident. If, 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 that doesn't, if that doesn't make sense, think of it. Just put your everyday trials, put your everyday life into it. What, what does the Bible say when, when, he's, when he says, you know, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That's I don't know how to put it any better, but that's freedom. So you wake up in the morning, you have a bill to pay, and you don't know how you're going to do it. That's though I walk. So rather than me waking up and thinking, Lord, I've woken up again. (laughs) I should be thinking of saying, Lord, I've woken up. Yeah, thank you for the day. And spirit of the living God. Who is God, by the way? Come lead me. I don't know whether I've made this point enough, but that's why I'm stressing it. That there is no difference. You've got God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit. Stop making that distinction. Because even when the Spirit is working in your life, you don't know it because you're thinking, there there must be a wind somewhere. I must wake up at night. No, it's not. (laughs) It's not. Let me read Galatians uh, because where I want to go to next is say, well, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Yeah, there's freedom. And, and because we are sons, why are we sons? I've told you that. I mean, you, you, you know that because, you know, that's what Jesus came for, basically. And once you answer that call, once he's knocked and you've answered, that's you adopted. So I just want to look at it. What There are benefits. There are benefits of being a son. Like you would have anywhere. There are benefits when you identify with certain things. Yeah? Because you are sons. Because we are sons. We, we cannot and should not live our lives any less than what we've been called. The Bible says he's called us to freedom first. Then he's called us to show forth his glory. But you have to know that you are free first of all anyway. 
So let me read Galatians. I'm reading Galatians chapter 4. And I'll read, it's quite, I'll read from verse 1 to verse 7. And there are a few words that will come up. And what I'm basically looking at is, because I'm a son, because I'm adopted into a family, this family that is free, this family that is the family of God, what, what are my benefits? You know, that's what I'm trying to point out here from this. I read, think of this, verse 1, think of it this way. If a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, those children are not much better off than slaves until they grow up. Even though they actually own everything their father had, they have to obey their guardians until they reach whatever age their father set. And that's the way it was with us before Christ came. We were like children. We were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. But then the right time came. God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us. Where we're slaves. Sorry, where we were slaves to the law. So that he could adopt us. As his very own children. And because we are children. Because we are children. There are a few things. There are a thousand and one things. That you cannot mention. It, it's just like anything in the, in the world. You know, if you, Because you have. Well. I don't know. Because you have a car. You can travel somewhere. Isn't it? If you don't have a car. Then because there are buses. Consequences. That's the point I'm trying to make. Where did I stop? Verse 6, I think. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. That's the first benefit. Because we are children, God has sent his spirit into us. And what does his spirit do? He gives freedom. He says, I will send you a comforter. One who will teach you. He will remind you. He will equip you. He says, the things that I did, you will even do more. Because of the coming. That's a benefit. But I've written here, one of the first benefits is this. There is no more condemnation. There is no more condemnation. What is condemnation? There is no more, you cannot, you cannot die again. It says, maybe if I read it, it will make more sense, yeah? Let me read it. It's, this is from Romans chapter 8, verse 1 to 2. It says, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ. And because we belong to him, the power of the life-given spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. And a typical example we see that is the prodigal child. Once a son, you are always a son. Have you? I mean, have you, once a, there is no there is no length you will go to, yeah. That for, for parents, parents, you know, those who have kids here will understand what I'm saying. And if you're not a kid, I mean, if you're not a parent, sorry. And and I mean, you will you would have experienced this from the love that came from your parents. 
Yeah? That once a child, you are always a child. There is nothing. You can go to any length in the world. A normal mother, a normal father will always stand up for their children. That's what God is saying. He says, there is therefore no condemnation. That's why he says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And I see him saying, even if you fall by the wayside, like the prodigal child. That's why, that's, that's that parable. It's a typical example. Because the son went away. Like we do, we deviate. I've got another point here. It says, you are an heir. So in every, I mean, like, it's, it's like we have for the queen and the, I get so confused when I look at the uh, thing here. What, what are their names again? There's queen, then there's queen mother, then there's... Uh, <laughs> I get so confused when I look at it. But, you know, when you are born into a, a, a royal family, it goes on. Ah, that's the word, lineage. It goes on and on. So the benefits that come from your father who lived 30, 40, 100 years ago still follows on. That's why Jesus said, all that I have, in fact, all that the father has, he has given to me. And then all that I have, I'm giving to you. That's the life. See, those guys outside who don't know God, they, they don't have that heritage. So why think like them? That's why he says, see, don't bother. Don't think about what you eat, what you wear. Because Prince Philip doesn't think that. Somebody is thinking that for him somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> he just he just knows that he just knows that at half six there is dinner and he just comes in. But I'm just trying to I'm just trying to it's it's natural. See that's why I like God because as you walk through every day <laughs> as you walk through life daily, you see the you see the everyday things, yeah? You see the everyday things as examples. Typical example of what the Bible is saying. Yeah. So that you don't see the Bible as a book. Yeah. So that you don't see it as stories. That's why he says, you know, don't bother. Praise and He says, I'll raise the stones. He says, don't you see the flowers? Where do you think they come from? So I said, you are an heir. You are no longer slaves. That's another one. You are no longer slaves. Is that Phoebe laughing? <laughs> you are no longer slaves. And that's from Galatians 4, verse 7. I'll read that for you so that we know it. It says, now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. That's that, you know, tree family tree so don't think like a slave stop thinking like a slave but remember he says he says a child who his father has died and left inheritance 
though he's got that access, he says as long as he's a child, he has to go through a process. So I'm saying tonight, you will go through a process. But remember that at the appointed time, the Bible says, then he sent his son. Yeah? And then he gave us that freedom. So that process has already been done for us. The truth shall abide in us. And the truth automatically abides in you. Because you are a son. Again, because it runs. That blood runs. Let me just read this. Because it's um, Paul speaking to the Galatian church. And it's Galatians 4 verse 16. Surely you remember, sorry, uh, let me start from verse 14. Galatians 4 from verse 14. But even though my, my condition tempted you to reject me, you did not despise me or turn me away. No, you took me in and cared for me as though I were an angel from God or even Christ Jesus himself. Where is that joyful and grateful spirit you felt there? I'm sure you would have taken out your own eyes and given them to me if it had been possible. Have I now become your enemy because I'm telling you the truth? Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom is truth. And you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Again, I'll say, please don't... See, I, I believe that the Freedom Series is trying to let you know that there is no, there's nothing that God is hiding from us. There's nothing. What he wants us to do is to seek, to experience, to feel, to, to know more. In, in rounding up, because um, I'm seeing somebody standing up, so I think <laughs> I'll soon hear the keyboard playing. In rounding up, I just wanted to say this, that we are free. Yes, we are free. Understand that we are free. But don't let that freedom become a snare. Don't let that freedom become your downfall. Galatians 5.13 It says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge in flesh. Rather serve one another, humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. And lastly, 1 Corinthians 8.9 says, Be careful, however, that the exercise of your rights don't become a stumbling block to the weak. I like to re-emphasize again as we close. There is no debating. You are already part of the club. You are already part of the family. The only thing you needed to do, like he says, whenever someone turns. The only thing you needed to do was to whenever and turn. So you've turned. You've left that. Now you're in. 
there are a thousand and one things. I say this, but I'm saying it also to myself because I wake up daily and I'm saying, God, I know there is just so much more. How do I experience it? And then, don't think that there is a difference. You can't have one without other. So stop seeking the other and leaving one. Does that make sense? For the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.